Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I'm Lauren LaSalle, and I'm a licensed therapist, highly sensitive person, and HSP coach. This bi-weekly podcast covers information and tips relevant to HSPs, as well as interviews with HSPs and their loved ones. My hope for this podcast is to create a feeling of community, be a supportive place for HSPs, and normalize our experiences as highly sensitive people. Thank you so much for joining me, and let's begin. Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I'm Lauren LaSalle, and before we get into the guest and the conversation with the guest, I have a few announcements to make. So on April 9th was the one-year anniversary of the Highly Sensitive Podcast, and when I started this, I honestly wasn't sure how long I would make it, if I would even make it to a year, Um, but here we are, and I'm going to keep going with it. So thank you if you've been listening from the beginning or if you just started listening today or anytime in between. I'm really happy to have so many wonderful people listening to the podcast. I've really enjoyed being able to connect with some people because they found the podcast and I've really enjoyed being able to connect with the guests that I've had on the podcast as well. So it's been a really cool way to connect with others in the HSP community. So to go along with that, I just want to remind you about my Patreon page where you can help support this podcast and help support me being able to keep making the podcast. It does take a lot of effort. I record this by myself. I edit it by myself. If I do my own topics, I come up with all of the episode content on my own, and so it's a lot of work, and I would really appreciate it if you would join the Patreon. I have a lot of really cool perks that you get. There's a private community. You get ad-free episodes, guided meditations. You can do live Zoom meetings with me and other patrons. So it's really cool. You can find it at patreon.com slash highly sensitive podcast. And I will also link to it in the show notes. I would also really appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast wherever you are listening to it. And if you want to send in a screenshot of it, I can read it in an episode. So you can send that to Lauren at laurenlasallecoaching.com or I do poke around to see what the ratings and reviews are. So if I just happen upon it, I may read it on the podcast as well. If you give it a five-star rating, First of all, I hope you think it's worthy of a five-star rating, but second, it really helps other people find the podcast, so I would really appreciate it if you would go rate and review it. Right now, you can pause it and then come back. My next announcement is on April 25th, which is a Tuesday, I will be starting a Zoom group for highly sensitive parents. So that is, as I said, on Zoom starting April 25th. We will meet um, on Tuesdays at 11 o'clock Eastern time bi-weekly for four meetings total. And you can find out more about that in the show notes as well. I will put in the exact dates that we'll be meeting and I will put in the link so you can register for that. Do it as soon as you can because it is a limited number of people I want in the group just so that it's more private and people can have more of a chance of sharing. It is a peer support and coaching group, so that means that I will be sharing tips for 
helping with overwhelm, overstimulation, helping with self-care for highly sensitive parents, whatever you guys are bringing to the group, and you will also learn from each other as well. And the last thing I want to let you know about, which you may already know about, is my free boundary setting workbook, which you can find on my website under the resources page. And that goes along with some of my boundary setting podcast episodes, although you don't have to do use it with those episodes if you don't want to. But you can print it out and write in it, or you can fill it in on your computer or tablet or phone if you prefer doing it that way. I have heard that it is helpful, which I'm really glad I, I made it to be helpful for people. So hopefully if you are starting to learn about how to set boundaries. If you have been working towards setting boundaries for a while, hopefully this will be a good resource for you to kind of think about some of these questions and answer them for yourself. And if you have any questions about it, or if you feel like you want additional support when it comes to setting boundaries, you can schedule a 15-minute complimentary connection meeting with me on my website, or you can just email me that you want to schedule one and we can do it that way too. I'm happy to go over some of the things in the workbook with you if you have any questions and if you want to work with me as a client for my coaching programs, I'd be happy to have you as well. And you can learn all about my coaching programs on my website at laurenlasallecoaching.com. Okay, so now that I let you know about all of my announcements, I can get into my guest for today. So today my guest is Kendra Higgs. Kendra is a highly sensitive person, a Canadian certified counselor with the Canadian Counseling and Psychotherapy Association, and a licensed counseling therapy candidate with the College of Counseling Therapists of New Brunswick. Kendra is committed to creating a safe space for clients to discover and explore the patterns and dynamics that get in the way of moving towards desired change. Kendra has specific training to work with couples as well as individuals with a broad range of concerns, including anxiety, managing anger, difficult life transitions, spiritual and faith concerns, grief, loss, emotional overwhelm, stress, relational difficulties, and self-worth. Kendra brings a passion for understanding her clients and a posture of curiosity and inquiry to her work. Among other things, she integrates an emotion and body focus to narrative therapy, family systems theory, the Gottman method of couples therapy, and self-compassion in order to help clients understand the ways in which the difficulties that show up can start to tell a restrictive and unhelpful story about who they are. Kendra supports her clients to rewrite that story to be one that is supportive and resourcing so that they may find the freedom to be their most authentic selves. Kendra is always learning and in recent years has been exploring the areas of embodiment, adverse religious experiences, and maternal mental health. She is celebrating 10 years with her husband this year, has a two-year-old daughter she is crazy about, and another little one arriving in August. All right, here is our conversation. So what was your experience like discovering that you're highly sensitive? Yeah, it's a hard one to answer just because I don't know like when that moment was for sure. Um, Like I think um, like learning about the trait, you know, that Elaine Aaron talks about um, became a little bit more intentional. Like when I first had my, my first daughter, Um, my first and only, (laughs) why is it first? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so she, like when she was born, I, 
it was just really hard. And um, so I think I, I had been seeing a therapist um, and she kind of asked me and I was like, yeah, I know I am highly sensitive for sure. And I think I remember talking to some people about like the, the actual trait, maybe in grad school a little bit. And so it's almost felt like, um, like this time around, like when I, this was probably, it was two, two and two and a bit years ago, like learned it at that point, it, became, it was really important for me to, to know that again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, like I had known it kind of, I've always known that I'm a sensitive person. That's no surprise to anyone who knows me. And uh, yeah, like family would have always commented on that as well. Um, So, but this time around, it was really, really important for me. Yeah. So I would say like it was affirming and encouraging and it felt, uh, again, just like important to remember that I'm wired a little bit differently and that's okay. And yeah, I... I think it was really important for me in like the postpartum, like initial postpartum phase too. And like, I was still on mat leave when I kind of rediscovered the HSP trait and did a little more reading on it just personally. And yeah, it was, uh, again, just really important. I don't know. That's the best word I can use to describe it. Cause mm-hmm. it just, again, it just gave me a lens and some language to say like, Oh, like this is why some things are harder for me than, Maybe, I mean, postpartum is hard for everyone, but um, yeah, I think there was a, there was a real like relief in remembering that this was true for me and that that might mean I need to make adjustments and ask for help in different ways. And yeah, so important, I would say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the best word. Yeah. 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 I think I like you bringing up asking for help in different ways because I feel like it can be really hard to ask for help, especially maybe if we're feeling like, I don't know why I need help with this. Like other people don't seem to need help with this. Why do I need help? Um, So I think that is, it's really important to remember that it's okay if we need extra help with certain things and like being a mom and being highly sensitive is a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah. a lot just without being a mom too. So that adds totally like another layer to to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say something, and now my thought just totally left me. But anyway, yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and like the sleep, like sleep is just like insane, right? Like yeah. we we already require extra sleep as HSPs, um, and like having yeah, not having enough is just like such a wild thing and then being obsessed with your kid's sleep where I was like making sure that she got enough sleep Mm -hmm. and it was probably more for me (laughs) so that I could get the sleep I needed yeah um, to show up and function the way that I needed to Yeah, yeah that's I think the one thing that I was really like I don't know if hyper focused on was is the right word but when I was getting to my due date, I was like, I, I just, I know I have to be prepared. I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'm just not going to get enough sleep. And I have to be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also we, I just like, I have never been okay with it. Like it's one of those things that like in my mind, mentally, I can be like, yes, I know this is a thing. And so mentally I know like the, the morning will come and I'll be okay. <laughs> But Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I just still like my daughters too. And I still feel like I haven't adjusted to the like lack of sleep. Um, So that's like an ongoing and then we're having another baby in August. So I'm just Mm -hmm. feeling like, man, uh, that's the scary part. But yeah, we got it. (laughs) (laughs) 
fine, as yeah. they say. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's just one of those things you have to kind of, I guess, accept, but also it's hard to accept <laughs> when you're actively in it. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So you just, yeah, need to create different systems and ways of resting and mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, how does being highly sensitive help you as a therapist? Mm, yeah. Oh, I feel like for me, and maybe this is the trait and maybe it's just like lots of other things too, but it's just felt like being a therapist has been almost like coming home in a sense. Like the, it, it feels like maybe more of a vocation than a job. And there's a yeah, I think the trait helps me because I'm able to like, especially pick up on nuance. And I I mean, I think that's a skill you can learn as well, but I think there's something that felt intuitive to me when I walked into the therapy room, even for the first time, I remember just feeling like, oh, like a, a deep exhale, like just this sense of, oh, like this is, this feels homey to me. And yeah, like I think there's challenges in being an HSP and a therapist as well. But yeah, I think the ways that it's helped has just been able to sort of pick up what's happening in the room. I work with couples as well as individuals. So in both cases, that looks a little bit different. But I think that really has helped me almost be immediate with what's happening mm-hmm. instead of like sort of like picking up on something, but then you know, dismissing it or thinking it doesn't matter. But I think I've, I've been practicing sort of like leaning into that a little bit and just saying like, Hey, you did that thing with your eyebrows. Like (laughs) what's going on? Um, Tell me a little bit more about that. Or, you know, I like just, you know, pick up on some of the, the shifts and even the energy in the room, like when something changes for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. And the like the practice for me again has been just to say um just to to talk about it right away and that has helped me with the challenges of being an HSP and a therapist because I think it's really challenging also to pick up on a lot of different things and like feel the energy shift and especially with couples (laughs) when there's a lot of like a lot of things happening under the surface that are yeah, just really like hard to sort of like discern, like, is this my emotional energy or is it what they're bringing in? And do I need to take it home or do I not? But like by leaning into sort of what's happening and actually just asking, like, this is what it feels like for me, or this is sort of what I'm picking up. Am I getting that right? It gives me the chance to sort of clear the air from for both me and my clients so that we're not leaving with, you know, like ruminating thoughts about like, well, that could have gone this way. I should have done this. Why didn't I say that? Like something was off, but I don't know what it was. Um, so I think, yeah, like there's a, there's a sort of the way that it's helped me. Yeah. And the way that it's, that I'm having to practice using this skill almost, mm-hmm. or some of that picking up on, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like if that's been your experience at all with like the nuance stuff with being a therapist or what that looks like but mm. yeah. yeah I think it's interesting for highly sensitive people sometimes because we do I think sometimes people don't even notice what they're doing like their facial reactions or maybe how they're they're feeling even until we point it out sometimes <laughs> and then they're like yeah. what oh wait yeah 
maybe I am kind of feeling that way. I just think it's, yeah. it's so, I think it's really helpful. I mean, to be able to, to have somebody, to have a therapist that can point that out for you, be able to pick up on that and then really notice it before the client maybe even notices it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's helpful. <laughs> it yeah. feels like for me like clarifying and I feel like I can usually have a, a decent sense of what's happening in the room again I always check but mm-hmm. um yeah yeah hopefully it's helpful for them too yeah <laughs> <laughs> only they only they get to decide that but right yeah mm-hmm. so how mm-hmm. how did you decide to become a therapist is this something that Mm. you you knew you wanted to do or how did you I mean you can make this as as short of a, an answer as you want I don't know if it's like yeah. a long story well it probably it could be a long story <laughs> potentially it depends on which layers I want to go into and I feel like I don't know if this is an HSP thing but you just like want to make sure you're understood and there's like so many layers to everything so right um yeah I would say I didn't so I worked I'm like filtering through whether I want this to be on a podcast or not. I was a pastor <laughs> for a little while. So I was, I worked at a church in Michigan and that was, it was almost like when I I did that work, there were parts of me that were allowed to show up and parts of me that just like almost the business of working at a church, like there's so much and we can, we don't have to go into this, but there's just a lot of like logistics stuff and planning for planning for a Sunday and there was just a lot that I hated like I just it just took all my energy and there was a purpose thing that didn't fit for me there was a sense of like I really just want to sit with these people and talk with them about what's going on inside of them like that was my like I was compelled to do that (laughs) but then I had all this other stuff right that I had to do as part of my job that was just like it didn't enable me to do what I felt like I wanted to do that's like a short version of the story but I think like through that there's some benefits right to like being in a people and helping profession already Um, but yeah just like clarifying nothing else sort of made sense my dad's a therapist as well so Ah. I grew up knowing that it was a thing like knowing it was a profession and I think I think underneath it, I always sort of wanted to do it, but I just, yeah, for whatever, lots of other reasons, I just didn't at first. Um, so yeah, so after I left that job at the church, I pursued, yeah, marriage and family therapy. And here I am. And probably like I'm veering away from family as much as I can. <laughs> um, just doing a little bit more, just individual work has been really rewarding for me and couples too, like have been really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So that's a short version. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Story. How it just kind of, I guess you, you listened to what you, you enjoyed about that job and kind of took that and figured out mm. where that, that path led you. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. And, and probably the loudest part was what I hated. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> like, look, look, that helped me just notice like, well, where do I get some energy? Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, and I'm very much an introvert. So I like, it's not that I want to be around people all the time, but it's like when I'm with people, I want that to be meaningful, I guess, and want it to feel like we're getting somewhere, which is a whole other problem. Like <laughs> it can be a whole other problem, mm-hmm. but 
I'm not getting somewhere. That's that's not the way I would want to put that. But um, yeah, I feel like it's meaningful. I feel like it's like a heart connection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever notice that clients are highly sensitive, but they might not be aware of it? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> um, this is actually, especially recently, been so fun to... I'm not like, I don't typically say, I think you're highly sensitive, but I would say, Hey, have you, uh, have you heard about this trait? Um, what do you know about it? And I send them some resources and that quiz, <laughs> the Elaine Aaron quiz. And, um, yeah, it's so awesome when they can discover that, Oh, I think this is true for me. Yeah. It, I've heard the words like affirming, like nor like I feel like I'm normal and not weird. Like I hear that a lot when people have a sense that, oh, like this is an actual thing. And sometimes like people are kind of coming in looking for, tell me what's wrong with me. Like I need to be fixed. Mm. And I'm I love being able to say nothing. <laughs> like nothing's wrong with you. But, you know, I think probably there's some systemic problems around, right? That kind of make us feel like we're doing so like we're wrong or um, and of course there's family of origin stories. There's lots there, but, um, when, especially when they can discover that this trait might be sort of resonant for them and it, it kind of, um, yeah, it almost gives them like, they can put on a pair of glasses that's, that are compassionate, like these compassionate lenses where they then can look back on their childhood, their life and say like, Oh, like, if that was going on and that was true at that time or like for me <laughs> in some ways, right? Like there's this compassionate sense of like, Oh, I just want to like hold this, this little one. And I just want to tell them it's okay. And I, I get it now. And there's a lot going on for her or, or him or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a really, really a gift to be able to kind of be in that space with people and, just say like, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And and usually it's just like, here's some info. And um, that all happens, you know, organically, because they've found this kind of clarifying language for what what's going on inside of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's such a wonderful thing to be able to give clients, especially when they're coming thinking there's something wrong with them for you to be able to say, no, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you. Here's a little more yeah. information. I think that's just really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. I love that part of my job. I feel like sometimes it feels like my whole day is filled with these moments of just saying like, yeah, you're not broken. Um, let's talk about why this makes sense instead mm-hmm. of why it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that, that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there anything that you've had to do to um, to protect your energy when you're working with clients or like after a session or anything? Yeah, the biggest thing that comes to mind with that would be um, like scheduling in general. Like I don't schedule um, too many clients in one day and I always put a little window in between all my clients um, to take a breath and do my notes so that I'm not bombarded at the end of every day with like a huge note thing to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's been a big thing. Like I don't, I mean, there are financial costs to that, but for me that I'm willing to make those. 
I don't know if my husband is. Like I have less anxiety about the financial stuff than he does. Oh, I um, I'm 100% right with you on all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Like no. my energy and time feels like so much more important than the money. Yes. Um, yeah. Especially, I guess, especially because of the work that we do, right? Mm. Is like it requires a certain kind of presence. And I'm very aware of when I'm coming in depleted or not energized. Yeah. And this has become a lot harder with kids, with uh, a child. Um, yeah. So I think I've become just really sort of realistic and realistic slash boundaried around like, this is how many clients I think I can do a week. And it's not that many, like compared to a lot of my colleagues or people who would do the work full time, but it's what I need to do. I've, I've done a lot of thinking about like sort of transition rituals after my sessions. Um, but I feel like it's still in the like percolating stage. Um, Mm -hmm. I've tried a few different things to just sort of help me feel like, okay, like the session is done and I can kind of move on to the next thing. Yeah. So I have a few rituals that I've done along the way with that probably hands down the biggest support in that. And I think that's, this is sort of like what can happen again with the trait is we're, we're, we're quite conscientious. And so we can sort of think back on sessions and think about them too much. They can take up too much real estate in their thinking mind. And so I think what has helped the most with that is, has just been supervision and just having just a regular consultation with a supervisor who is like so lovely. I'm sure she's an HSP, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it doesn't, uh, I don't know if she would, like if she's done that research um, or like looked into that particular thing for her, but, um, but yeah, like typically it's, it's a lot of her reminding me that, you know, I showed up the best I could and, you know, there's, there's more than one person in the room. So like, there are some responsibilities that sometimes clients have and that's really hard because we want to fix it and make it better. And Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's, there's been some mental boundaries around some of that, that I've had to work through. Yeah. But as far as time, definitely like client load is, is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still feel like when my day's full, I'm like, Oh, was that too many? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? I like, yeah. And less days of the week too. Like that's been a big part of sort of my self-care, mm-hmm. I guess, what you could call it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've I found I have to do the same exact thing. Limit the number of clients and really space them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, yeah. I used to work full time and I got burnt out. <laughs> so totally. so burnt out. It's just it's yeah. not sustainable. Um yeah. I don't know. I really don't understand how it's sustainable for anybody. I have no idea how anybody yeah. can be a full-time therapist. It's just so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> these things too. Like, yeah. wow, how can you do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I could speculate. Like maybe, I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it, and like, yeah, again, it requires a different kind of energy and a different kind of presence. Like mm-hmm. if I was doing administrative stuff all day, and that would be a different story, probably mm-hmm. uh, a different kind of draining. But yeah, 
Yeah, I hear you. Well, how can people connect with you? So I am mostly active on Instagram, like where as far as social media goes, like, um, and so I, I would use that. I would be on that platform the most. Um, that's another boundary thing though. Like <laughs> That would be another piece of that too, is I, I can only do so much on there and, um, it is really good, right. To like grow us, a, a private practice to use something along those lines. So I am, I do show up there as much as I can. And then my website. So, oh yeah, that's an at Kendra Higgs counseling is my Instagram. And then my website is Kendra Higgs counseling.ca. CA awesome. Canada. Cause that's where I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> don't get, don't do.com. I don't know what will come up, but it's mm-hmm. different. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for being here and, and sharing so much. I, yeah. I really appreciate it. And I hope the listeners get a lot from it too. And I'm sure we'll be able, if they're therapists or in the helping profession, I'm sure they'll be able to relate to all of the boundaries that you have to put in place. Mm, so Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure. Yeah. It's nice to meet you yeah. too. You too. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. You can help support the show by taking a minute to rate and review it, share a favorite episode with a friend, or go to patreon.com slash highly sensitive podcasts.